welcome Nitty Gritty. We are here, we are back, and you have a fun episode. Fun episode. It was awesome. So we had Frank Jackson, NBA star, local kid, uh, playing for the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, no one's playing for the NBA right now. (laughs) (laughs) Contractually, Contractually, he's a part of the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans. And then his... Played at Lone Peak. His lifelong buddy, Trey Rose. How about that? Dave's Dave's nephew, nephew, yeah. Super cool. The founder, or the they founded, I guess, together, Rare Roses. Yeah. It's like vintage, is it just jazz or, oh no, jazz and pelicans, they yeah. said. Super cool. Wait, like, they said they were giving us a t-shirt and a hat? Yep. I didn't see a t-shirt and a hat. Do you mean today or another day? Frank's, I'll ask him about it when we cater yeah. tomorrow. So, but Frank is such a good dude. Like, it was such a fun conversation to be able to talk about recruiting in BYU and Duke and Ugh. get into the league. and I was so sad. I, I, I still remember the day reading when he committed to Duke. I was so sad. Yeah. But I get it. I well, and hearing him talk him. about it, it's like it's so obvious. It really is a cool story. And, I mean, yeah, he went to Lone Peak. Just hearing that whole recruiting story and then one year playing college and then jumping to the league and overcoming some injuries. Tons and then of stuff. we were able to talk a little bit about – racism and stuff going on like him growing up in utah and he had some really good perspective and and if you want the nba to restart you might change your mind after this listen he's up for either one it sounds like for sure but i at least me i was getting a little bummed out about the nba players i said whining (laughs) i don't say that anymore because now i kind of understand what they have to go through so i won't spoil it but some really interesting stuff from the player's perspective that just, I don't think a lot of us as fans are factoring in. Just another example of us. The media being a bunch of lying pieces of crap. Well, yeah, and that's just us <laughs> coming to conclusions, right? you know, without all the facts. Right, and, being, and we and, think we're getting all the f- facts because of what the media says, but then we realize that they don't know. I swear they just guess. Yeah. Because all they have to do is say sorry and retract it if they miss. They don't even have to do that anymore. At some point, we've <laughs> got to start holding the media more accountable. It's. Uh, I don't think people, we don't talk about it as much as I think we should. No. That the media really is the driving force behind a lot of negative things in the country. All of the media. I don't give a crap. Right, left. Oh. Like it. There's, it's just hard. Like we talked, Frank talked about it. Like even NBA guys, right? They yeah, get talked some, about. They get their information from Woj, right? On ESPN, like, wow. <laughs> like. Well, and you brought up a great point with Anthony Davis, like yeah. re- asking him about that because we all hated him, yeah, right. But then hearing from his perspective, like what the players thought, and they, dude, they were all on his side. He's a really good guy. So it's it's always fascinating to get once again the just, real story. If we could just all learn to pause, you know, before we think or judge or whatever it is. There's always more to the story. Always. Always, always. You know, he talked to even he talked a lot about that with race, you know, right. like we're real people. You know, like he talked about like isn't that like, sad I get, I get to hear like like our skin color's different. Like why but take the color off like we're the same. I just kind of listened to that and was like, why do we even need to say that? Like Yeah. You would think that would just be total common sense. It obviously isn't. But it isn't. And it's, you know, but so, I, I feel like progress is being made. I do feel like this conversation is lasting a lot longer than it normally does when something bad happens. Well, it can't, honestly, it can't go away. 
it, it can't. And it's just got, but I think I, f- I feel like progress is being made. Yeah. I mean, it, which is, which is good. And these conversations help the more perspectives we can get the better. Yep. And so, but this was a really fun episode. These guys were cool. Tons of fun. They so really were. Check out the clothing line. Rare roses, baby. Yep. And then cool name too. I'm not sure if I'm hoping for the NBA to come back or not. See, now I'm, I'm conflicted. I'm going to support it either way because I can totally get both sides. I'm only going to root for fans back for next season. That's that's what I'm rooting for is that we See, get the NBA back. if we have to back. sacrifice the NBA this year to make sure we get fans in the stands next year. Like I wouldn't trade a no fan season for a tournament this year. Yeah. So I yeah, I'd rather just take the break and them not playing for so long. Anyways, you guys will hear all that, but it's a really cool episode. We kind of touch on everything. I think you'll dig it. Anything else, Andrew? We don't talk about perk. We got to talk about perk. We had, didn't do that last week. I mean, our our cool little discounts that we offer you guys. Well, and we're like the official dance members for perk. You apparently. are. <laughs> you are That's perk energy true. and high fitness. <laughs> I just did a selfie where I was nodding. My knee hurt for a week after that bull crap. <laughs> Jeez. We've got some energy, those people. Yeah. So love reviews, love, love subscribers, share, spread the love, spread the word. We love you. Well, welcome to the Nitty Gritty. Don't know what episode it is, but we are excited for it. I told you I'd forget the number. 50, 59? Man, it's a good day. We got a couple of fashion icons in here. <laughs> oh boy! I, I mean, I feel like you're pretty known for your fashion right now. Like you're, I mean, you're yeah, a pretty fashion I've, forward guy. I've always been into clothes, and it's cool that people can you know see that now. Right. So it's 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 been, it's been really. And cool. then your side hustle is a point guard in the NBA. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So we have Frank Jackson, Utah's own. Yes, sir. Thank right. you for having us. And uh, his buddy Trey Rose. The NBA is back for us. The NBA <laughs> the is next in the hour. room. The NBA Finally. is back. Let's get the it. part of the NBA I really like yeah. is Frank Jackson. There we go, oh, man. I struggle with the NBA sometimes, Frank. Uh, I can see that. I just that. feel like there's a lot of I mean, high-maintenance whiny dudes <laughs> that make a lot of money, like Dwight Howard. <laughs> it's great, though. The NBA is it's cool, man. It's fun. And these guys are really talented, so it's, it's, I'm lucky to be a part of the league. Dude, that's cool. I, I'm, I'm lucky to get to see you pretty regularly with my Saints gig. Definitely. So it's that's kind of really been fun cool. to, to, to stay in touch. And, mm-hmm. But obviously, things are a little shut down right now, yeah. so, so you're home. Yeah, I've been home for the last three months. Really? So yeah, so we've actually we've been up at Sundance. We got this cabin for the last three months. It's really been, it's been the That's where you've been, huh? The the funnest, chillest time of all time. Um Did we introduce Trey? I said Trey Rose, yeah. yeah. Oh you did? Trey's oh. Here. Sorry, I wasn't. Dude, I said two fashionistas. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Come yeah, on. I said roommates. <laughs> I think we should mention what you do though, Trey. Definitely. What's your company called? It's called Rare Roses. Okay. Um started about three years ago. We uh, curate vintage clothing with our own brand as well. It's so pretty cool. Yeah, we've seen we, the we old. Uh, a, yeah, this how do here. we refer to that jazz logo? Just the the mountain logo. Yeah, the good logo. We call it the 1998 hat. The It's our birth year, and that's when they were using the logos. Yeah. That was your birth year. Yeah, mm-hmm. both of ours. Holy crap! So we had we dropped the website uh, a couple weeks ago, and we did a, a Utah collection and a New Orleans collection. Okay. So we did the hat al- also along with the t shirt. Um, and then we had just like tons of 
vintage jazz tees, Carmelone tees, Stockton no tees, and then up to the, what size? Uh, triple X. What you need? Oh, yeah, man. Gosh. I don't know. Hey, we're I gonna remember hey, eighth grade. I don't know. We got you. We're gonna be on the lookout because there's some there's some big size vintage That's tees a, for sure that are dude. that are really cool. That that'd be amazing. Once you, you, if you I ever see you. a four X come through, well, it's funny. Got Let me know. There is this weird like overlap between Utah and New Orleans. You know, like yeah, the jazz exactly. came from New Orleans. Exactly. I mean, you even show up to New Orleans Arena, which was cool, and they have a whole corner of the like the team store. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's all like the New Orleans exactly. jazz stuff still. Exactly. It, it, it's a trip. I see jazz stuff all the time. Yeah, in New Orleans. Yep, it's but. crazy how that like worked out too. I've never even really thought of it like that, but around Mardi Gras, you see yeah. tons of jazz right. jerseys. That yeah. purple, that mesh yeah. so perfectly. I yeah. love that colorway. That's my favorite Pelicans jersey. That Nola jersey. Yeah, there's I honestly, I wish jersey. I hope we get more because we could have some really cool. I was stuff. trying to finagle one of those. Oh, so when right? I was gonna feed you guys, which mm-hmm. was only like two, so it was canceled the day before your game was scheduled here in Utah. Mm-hmm. Like. I reached out to Ariel and the equipment manager. I'm like, can you please get me a Frank Nola jersey <laughs> so I can have him sign it when he's here? And then it all got I'm going to have canceled. to get, hey, I got you. We got the, the vintage tee and I got a jersey coming for you. I'd love Your it. Way, I got you. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Listen, squeaky wheel gets the grease, Andrew. <laughs> well, very, very cool. So let's talk about the fashion thing for a minute. Yes. Yeah. You're into it. For sure. I, I mean, mean, how long have you guys been friends, first of all? Like, we, we met back in the seventh or eighth grade at, at, oh, BYU, no way. at BYU basketball camp. Very cool. And uh, from then, like, throughout high school, we became friends. And then my so first Trish, year. Where did, where did you go to high school then? I went to Tim Few. Oh, you did? Yeah, I'm from Provo. Did you play basketball all through school? No, I was a lacrosse player. So really? how did you guys meet yeah, at camp? So, we were, so, he, so, I mean, so Trey is Dave's nephew. Right. So he's trained. I was the I, camp kid that didn't play basketball, but he went to every single camp. Yo, this kid, every no, no, no. single year. This kid had the, the magic card to give us free <laughs> stuff in the vending machine. So Trey was the plug, and Trey's always been the plug. It's been awesome. Yeah, I was going to say, we need to mention that lineage, right? Yes. It's a strong basketball lineage Definitely. and Nike lineage, right? That's right. So, yeah, very cool. So, yeah, the fact. So we, uh, so we met, we met then, and then my first year in the league, um, Trey came out and moved in with me. And from then, it was just kind of like a journey we've been on the last couple of years trying to kind of figure out, you know, what we're into really and what right. we like and kind of like who we are. So it's been cool because we've been like right next to each other the whole way. Very and cool. we've, we're all like in all of our friend groups, we're into the same things, same stuff. So from a young age, we've always been into sneakers, always. Right. Um, Clothes, a dangerous game. Hip hop, it's like a sneaker all, all, game. Oh yeah, it's, it's a fun game. It's. I got into it for a minute. And it got a little out of control. <laughs> hey, it can get to you, man. It's it crazy, gets you, but it's just like, you know, shoes are the coolest artwork to me, and just. I got my Cactus Jack two seventies right there on the. Love it. That's dope. On the, That's I can't decide whether I want to keep them or not. <laughs> they look a little. I'm a little too old for them. I think. I think you should probably flip those ones. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, that's way cool. So you yeah. guys are partners on this thing. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Definitely. Dude, it's got to be nice to have a friend out there too. Yeah, right? Because you're still a young guy, man. No, it was the. I always say that Trey was like my biggest blessing, bro. Because right. he kept me just. He kept me. Yeah, he was That's there. Amazing. He was there by my side, man, through everything. And it was like it's it's been really fun. Very cool, Trey. You got to come eat bar. Days. You got to come eat barbecue next time. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll like, you I'll just come there. hang out. You don't just. I'll let you in the gate. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's got. This is the guy right here. This is the guy. No, Cam got is, more pull over there than me. I swear. Cam has a lot of pull in a lot of places. <laughs> He's the man. No, that'd be amazing. Come get some food. We'll stock up the house because it is. It's hit and miss, man. You never know if the. 
Pelicans boys will be in there when we're feeding everybody, but it's always fun. Well, very cool. Yeah. So Frank, where'd you grow up? Because so I was so I was born in in Washington D.C. Okay. And then why were we, you out there? Your so dad my dad, my dad's from D.C. Okay. And my mom is actually from Sandy, Utah. Okay. So my mom was doing a uh, internship at the Supreme Court at the same time my dad was working in the Capitol building, mm-hmm. and that's where they met. And then uh, we uh, we moved to Utah when I was about ten or eleven, and. So from there, I've just been growing up. We moved to Lehigh first, and then my freshman year, we we took the move up to Highland, Alpine area, and that's when I went to Lone Peak. Okay. Yeah. And siblings? Yeah. So I come. Uh, I got three sisters uh, and a little brother. So I have an older sister. I'm the second oldest. Two younger sisters and a little brother. Okay. Is your little brother hoop too? He does, and it's crazy because he, bro, he's as big as. So I haven't seen him in a couple months yeah. for just because of everything going on. And he came in town the other day, and he is the same freaking size <laughs> as me. I like how old is blew he? Blew my mind. He just turned seventeen. Oh my god. He's gonna be bigger than me. I never. I didn't. I didn't think it would happen, but I'm so glad it did. I saw him. I was so pumped. And he's he's dunking now. He sent me a video of him dunking the other day. That must so feel he's good. good. <laughs> I'm like the only six foot five guy that's ever dunked before. <laughs> Hey, I only done it once. I'm six five two. Don't feel bad for yourself. Feel better. Okay, good. But yeah, he hoops a little bit. He's a he's a good little athlete too. Is he as good as you? Uh, yeah. Will he be? <laughs> I hope so. Can he be? No, nah, he can be. For so sure. when did basketball get serious for you? Like, how old were you when you really, you know, knew that you loved it and wanted to keep or go far with it? When I really, I think it was going into my ninth grade year. Was really? Weird. Yeah. Like I, I, cause I, I love sports. Right. I love sports. So growing up, I played. My my dad had me in baseball, football, basketball. I golfed. I played soccer. I played lacrosse. But like Our theory, tennis, yeah, camp. Yep. Like he threw me in everything. So I loved every sport. And I was actually so before we moved to Utah, we we took a, a stop in Oregon for a year. We lived in Oregon for one year. Uh, my six, my six, and my sixth grade year, and that's when I started skiing. And so my in sixth Oregon. grade, my sixth grade year, bro, I wanted to be a professional skier. Really? I literally, I was, I got to show you these pictures. I would wear <laughs> these tall tees from Gen X. Uh, like, I remember that. I would, the park rat kids. Like, yeah, uh, I really, I wanted to be, I wanted to be like the, the, a black skier. <laughs> literally. Dude, which would be, I mean, that's cool. Exactly. And I thought it was so cool. And I, I love skiing, but. You know, I, I would play baseball and, and I'd still play sports, obviously, because right. with my dad, you know, and because uh, it, was, it was fun. But then my going into my eighth grade year or my ninth grade year, I, I grew and I was in the gym my eighth grade summer, the whole summer, just trying to get better because I loved basketball. It was just so fun to me. And I, I was lucky to grow. And then how much did you grow? I grew like four or five inches. So honestly, in what happened to my summer. little brother happened to me. Yeah. But like he was a little late bloomer. But I, right, my eighth grade, to going into my ninth grade, I grew like four or five inches. Okay. Came back that summer, and everyone was like, what the heck, Frank? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Everyone's paying attention. What are you doing? Me? What are you doing? Yeah. And so from there, I really, I made it a goal to just dominate everyone I try, I could. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, though? You talked about it. I hate the specialization in new sports, like as early as it's happening. For sure. Uh, it's, like, I feel like all professional athletes Almost all of them were multi-sport athletes. For sure. You know, but... Definitely. Yet, now, parents, and I think it's the parents' fault. It's totally the parents' fault. Mm-hmm. They, put, they get their kids in... I mean, my oldest son is 10, and most of his friends have already chosen 
a sport at 10 and years do old, it year round. See, most of his pre- uh, parents most, correct. have chosen their sport. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, I just you get thrown into everything and then decide what you like and then like kind of go from there. Well, I then s- you know what you love, right? Exactly. exactly. You get, you're playing everything and then exactly. you find, because it's like we've been talking about the last few weeks, the whole like passion over will. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like to be a professional athlete, you can't just work hard and get it. Like okay. you, you, if you don't love it, you'll never be able to work hard. It's exactly. hard enough, or how am I trying to say it? Yeah, you'll never be able to work hard enough exactly. to become because it won't. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it to you for sure. Definitely. So it's it, not to mention the body, like kids' body. You got to develop different Dave, muscles Dave and different skills, and yeah, it's just if you just play baseball your whole life, like your body's going to adapt to that. Yeah, and then and it go. just it just keeps you it keeps you active and it keeps right. you. I mean, every opportunity I've had has come through sports. So every like, I will preach to just throw your kids into sports for sure because it just allows them to to interact with other kids and to like do new things, right? And you know, and kind of open your eye a little bit. Yep. So sports are great. You got to learn how to lose because you're exactly. not going to win every game. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, it's good to have a boss. Like you know, you got to respect chain of command. Like yeah. authority is going down the tube right now yeah so frank when did you like so you started to hit kind of your stride going into your freshman year Mm -hmm. when did you know okay i'm good enough to go to college you know um it was i I would imagine nba probably wasn't even on your mind at that no way not like no way yeah not even on my mind but it was so from my freshman to sophomore year uh, or actually the end of my freshman year we played lone peak and this is when they were the number one team in the nation yep and I had 30 against him at Lehigh. Ooh. Like the first time I ever played him. That's right. So, <laughs> so after that game, a couple weeks later, I got offered by Dave and BYU. Okay. And then I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> Do you know what the worst part is? I'm going to skip forward a second. Uh, I fed Coach K. Oh, you totally At, did. Your dad yep. asked me to do food. Coach I'm K like, came I don't know if I can do this. My mom was supposed to. My mom was <sighs> supposed to cook, but she, oh, so I feel you know, part, we, we definitely got that. We definitely got that. Bam, bams. Coach K needed the best barbecue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We had to give it to him. <laughs> so you got offered end of freshman year for BYU. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, so then I tra- I made the transfer to Lone Peak, um, and then started playing sophomore year, junior year. I started playing AAU, right, and. I was playing against kids who had these offers from like Carolina and Dukes and um, UConn and all these, you know, high major schools. And I was sitting there and I was like, dang, I'm just as good as these kids. So it was that whole. And then so I decommitted from BYU. Was that a hard process? It was. You know what? It was. (laughs) (laughs) It was hard for us. It was very. I was I was terrified and like to even just I went down there and met with Dave and this is why I have so much respect for Dave Rose is because he handled that situation so like awesome. And he was like, you know what that makes, he's like, if that's what it takes for you um, to know that you need to be here, you go ahead and do your thing, man. Like I'm rooting for you. And from then on, like I'll always have the utmost respect for Dave because he's just like handled everything so professionally and he's and actually genuine. And like every yeah. time I see him, I can, you know, he's a genuine guy for sure. And it's, it's cool. But So when you decommitted, did you know you weren't going back? Um, 
Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, my my. Uh, I mean, how do you say no to? At, at first, at uh, first, oh, I know, I, I know. Yeah, it was to, at first. They definitely. I was definitely still considering it. Yeah. But then, as it got kind of closer to that decision, it was it was either Duke, um, Stanford, or Utah. Oh really? That yeah. would have been too much. We wouldn't be talking right now. I always I always think about if I were to stay home. But yeah, I went to Duke and honestly it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. And it was like I mean, it wasn't easy in any single way and it was so hard, but I'm so glad I went there. For sure. Is Coach K everything that he seems to be from the outside? <sighs> yeah. I mean he's he's intense, man, and he wants to win. I think that's the biggest thing I, I I took away from my time there. I think he's he built a dynasty from the ground up, and he's it's been there for so long. Exactly. Like it, I mean, even as a national <laughs> so team, long. like he just exactly. he's obviously got a gift. Yeah. So I, I have a lot NBA of respect. guys that just love him. Oh yeah, and I, I I have a lot of respect for the 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 dynasty he built there yeah i mean it's you look at it and it's pretty oh, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool to say you're part of that too yeah no it definitely and it's cool because i have you know i have a good relationship with coach and i got a lot of respect for him and he has a lot of respect for me so it was a lot of fun wow no <laughs> but it would have been byu so that would have sad. been that would have been wow that would have been a whole another story it would have been interesting yeah but like that could have been i mean in it's always obviously there was so much pressure, oh, yeah. like so much expectation for yeah. like the Lone Peak guys. Yeah, I but don't. dude, had you been there? <laughs> well, it's always fun to think like, what if, like, if right. the if Jabari would have come to BYU, yeah, right? Yeah. Or Frankie, if you would have stayed, mm -hmm. you know, like all these NBA guys that. Mm -hmm. See, that's the only school though that I'm like, uh, I get it. It's and that's why you 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 have to get right, it. and that was cool. That because people understood for that. sure. Yeah, they were. If you'd have gone to Utah, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it probably would have been. I probably would have definitely Stanford, got Stanford. I get it. Like some hate Stanford's DMs, amazing, <laughs> but but it's Duke. I mean, if you're playing basketball, yeah, it was, I mean, it was Duke, really cool Kentucky. I mean, there's a few, but yeah, I got a I, lot of I support from top. people in my community and and people from from here because they just good. they wanted the best for me. Some so people cool. are a little. BYU fans could be special. Definitely. I mean, I read a couple. I read a couple things. Oh, dude! That, but it's you know, it's because we can't drink. <laughs> like if we could just drink after we lose a game, you might, know, might I mean? chill everyone. But out. we just go to Twitter. <laughs> Seriously, man, that's Twitter, man. That Twitter. That's a dangerous, it's a, dangerous oh, thing. Oh man, BYU fandom Twitter is nasty. <laughs> well, so when you're going in high school, then now you have the big names coming after you. At that point, are you thinking NBA? Yeah, I I think. Uh, once I got my my uh, once I decommitted and saw like how many schools I was coming at, and then when I got that Duke offer, I was like, "Wow, this is a reality." This did it surprise you to get a Duke offer, or did you kind of expect? So, it? Um, so I got a, this is crazy. Our first tournament in the summer, we were playing our first game, and it was I had like the best game of my summer, like the first game opening day, best game I played all summer. And I come off the bench, and my dad was the assistant coach at the time. And I go sit next to him, and he goes, you know, Coach K was at this game. And I was like, wow. no way. Like, <laughs> are you serious? And I was, like, trying to find him. He's like, no, calm down. Like, right. He's right over here in the corner. Act like you've been here before. And I was like, no way. <laughs> so we won the game. And we, we played this really good team. And we're a team from Utah. Right. So we, we, we show up at these tournaments, and it's me and Yoli and a bunch of white dudes my dog yo Easy. and so we would come and we would compete and we we got a lot of respect from people in the circuit but anyways after the game we're we won and uh our coach is talking to us and i get a text random text saying like hey this is coach k oh great God. game um i'm gonna be in touch 
And I was like, I looked to my teammate and I was like, are you guys messing with me right here? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? And I showed my dad, I was like, no way. And then he called me like a week later. Um, and then we, yeah, we, we uh, started that relationship and I ended up going there. It was awesome. Yeah. So what what was the like the final factor that made you go there over Stanford or Utah? It was my vis- my visit there. Yeah. So I went and uh, we s- I saw a game. Uh, they played Virginia. Oh, Grayson Grayson hit a game winner. I went there. Talk I was I s- yeah no seriously yeah. like jeez yeah. So I went there and obviously sat with the crazies. Um, got to see the whole game. Is that what they're called? With yeah, Cameron Crazies, man. No, it's it is yeah. the it is the funnest, it's amazing, the funnest environment I've ever played in. My number one wow. sports bucket list is to Cameron indoor against North Carolina. Yo, like, that, that that game that is what I over want the to Masters do. basketball. Oh, basketball. basketball. Okay, college. Just basketball. making sure. No, college basketball. That There's not just, a better thing. That one threw a curveball. <laughs> that game. Yeah, I, my first Carolina game was like a, a dream. Yeah. It was awesome. Wow. But yeah, my visit. Uh, they get they got me on the visit. And uh, it was too cool, and I, I couldn't, couldn't. Did they have a bunch of NBA guys there? Uh, who was just... there? Actually, you know what? Jabari was there. Okay. Um, Jalil was there. Tyus was there. Uh, I think Justice might have been there. But yeah, that was from 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 right then. Those guys like kind of took me. How in. do you compete? With that? <laughs> yeah, no, it's like <laughs> like you're screwed. You're starting. Like, if a kid <laughs> takes a visit to Duke, you're just like whatever. Uh, like honestly, yeah. Next. The, the visit was. Wow. The visit that's, was. That's the, why guys are. Putting yeah. money in people's duffel bags because <laughs> they have to compete with Duke. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Do you ever see any of that stuff when you were getting recruited? Um, any little crazy offers? I mean, obviously you don't have to name names, but yeah. I mean, it's. I'm sure you. It's uh, you see it. It's definitely right. out there. He's had media training. He's had media training. <laughs> That's what Tim said, right? <laughs> right. Frank knows how to answer the questions. That's right. <laughs> I mean, hey, hey man, you know, people have people do what they do and. Well, it's it got to be. I mean, the competition is so it's no, it's, such a fierce thing. Oh yeah, man, and I you see it too. I mean, once that was the biggest thing from high school to college too was you realize like this thing is a business now, and you know people have you know certain agendas and certain things they have to do to bring money home to their families. So yeah, I mean, they sure. everyone's got pressure. It's a lot of pressure. So it's a uh, after that high school, man, it becomes it starts to become a business. Dang. Yeah. Well, and at Duke too similar to some big schools, but I, I feel especially at Duke, the way Coach K runs the program, you get the top guys in high school and then they come to Duke and they all like, not that no one stands out, mm-hmm. but like Anthony Davis averaged like what, 12 or 13 points a game exactly. at Duke? Exactly. You I know mean, what I mean? Like everyone comes in because they're all the best of the best and now you got to come in and you have to be a team guy. For sure. And like you're trying to win. You're yeah. trying to win. And I, But honestly, it's like the way it's going now is just so different. I mean, everyone's just... I mean, I was I, I was one and done, but everyone else is just one and done. So it, it's yeah. well, why wouldn't you? I, I that's the you thing. know what I mean. Like I think it makes Coach K even more impressive for sure honestly. because like at that age you're dealing with some personalities, right? Yeah. I mean, these kids for the last however many years have been the cream of the crop wherever they're from. Yeah, and now it's like, hey, now you're a, a team, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. you got to manage all that and you got to get it together quick. Yeah, because it's got to be hard to rebuild. A really good for sure. Yeah, I mean, granted, when you've got great recruiting, but still, like, I watched Miracle again yesterday, just <laughs> randomly. Like, I, was I that love I got, that I'm show. I'm watching that tonight. And I remember, I remember, <laughs> I remember Herb Brooks saying, "It's not about I'm not picking the best players. I'm picking the right ones." But 
And it just kind of made me realize, like, just having the best players doesn't guarantee you anything. Not like, at if all. they don't mesh, exactly. If they don't play as a team, exactly. Everyone's got to buy into it. There's a lot of really good teams out there. So, and I that, mean, that's, that's where the coaching comes in. Exactly. Like, that's, that's what makes it, him special. Yeah, and it's hard to win because not everyone can do that, right? You know, and it and it's cool because Duke was, it really sets you up uh, to be a pro. So everything we did with practice, uh, how diligent we were with, like studying even like they made they make you do certain things so that you were prepared for when that time comes so like so big it was really cool because i mean you feel like a i felt like a pro when i was at duke i mean we had everything tailored to us and um yeah every anything we needed it was right there in front of us so it was cool that he that he's and dude there's a lot to that like that's that's big because that's such a ju- – even just – I mean, even at Duke, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You're at probably the most premier basketball program in the country. Mm-hmm. It's still a big – I mean, I'm sure you noticed it right away. It's just like <sighs> the NFL guys. Like, oh, yeah. you were playing the best of the best in college. Yeah, oh, my gosh. But I, as soon as you got the NBA, everything got way faster. Exactly. I, right when I got on campus, the first person I saw, Jason Tatum, Harry Giles. Wow. Like, top – Three players in my class: Harry, Jason, Grayson's there, Luke Kennard's there, Emil Jefferson. Matt, like I could go down. I mean, That's from so from crazy. my year, there was like eight dudes. I think that that are in the league now. Right. So it's, um, that's, that's it, you know, it, it allows you to just raise. It, it challenges you, right? And it makes you better. And that's why I was. I'm so grateful for it. Is right. because without that, you know, who knows, you know, where I'd be. Honestly. Well, and it feels like I've been watching that uh, Penny Hardaway show. Yeah. And it seems like that's something that they're really trying to do. Like they they do, you know, like uh, combine stuff all the time. They they bring in people to talk about finance. It, like they want them to feel, yeah, you know, think like a pro, and you will kind of know what you're doing. But well, it sure helps when every year you send almost four or five guys to the league every year. You know, like you get for sure. You know how to do that. I want to know what agents are like in with Coach K, like <laughs> trusted guys that he can kind of like. Here's a guy you can go see. I trust this dude. So, Trey, you were along with all this, right? I, dude, I'd love yeah. to hear some of your story. I mean, it sounds like you guys are pretty, like, really tight, right? Oh, yeah. No, this is my best friend right here. And so, I mean, I'd love to hear anything that – that decision had to be tough. Like, do you remember anything specifically about when he was, like, getting recruited and when trying to Frank make that decision? When did Frank get all big-headed and he didn't want to talk to anybody <laughs> I mean, anymore. I remember when he went on his visit and that was pretty much, yeah, like, he knew – when he came home, how could you not know? Yeah. Um, I went down to Vegas one time. They played UNLV at the new T-Mobile Arena. Oh, wow. And I think that was your first dunk in college, right? It was uh, a putback dunk. It was dunk. one of them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The and putback. I remember before the game, the I was wing. like, all right, I'm, I'm at this game. Let's get a dunk. Let's make it cool. And he did. I remember going crazy. It was so cool. And then Trey, Trey he, he came out to, uh, to Duke. Was it once or twice? I came out once, but I stayed for like a yeah, week. Yeah, he stayed a week for like a half. week. Oh. Yeah, it was fun. You just kind of... Like that yeah. has to be nice, yeah. dude. To have your yeah. like have your boy there first of all, but just it's a little bit of home. dude. That that's the thing. Exactly. A little bit of home, exactly. Because like, I mean, it was an it, it was an adjustment for sure, right? Um, especially coming from here. And Durham is what are you talking about? Dur- <laughs> Durham <laughs> is not anything like this place. So it was, you know, it was it opened my eyes again, you know. But it's it's great. What I is Durham it. like? I've never been out there. It's uh. It's kind of it's nice. It's nice. The campus is beautiful. Duke's campus is absolutely beautiful. And then as you kind of get outside of campus, it's it can get a little. Uh, it's not the nicest area, but it's Durham in itself and the campus and 
the there's a city around it is awesome it's okay cool. yeah it's a city in a forest. That's yeah, how I literally, really? there, it, literally, like yeah. more trees than you've ever. There's seen. There's tons of trees. I the South is like that. Yeah, like dude, you even go to like Atlanta, huge city, but there are huge trees everywhere. Everywhere, and the second you get outside of it, it's just and it's like these small like little roads through the forest. Too. Yeah, small little roads through the forest. I, the South is pretty awesome that way. Yeah. Like that. That's we were just talking about the Masters. Mm. Like Augusta's that way. It's Have you like, been? I've been so I get hired to cook out there the last two years. Gosh, bro! You I was there last year at Sunday when Tiger won. That is it was amazing. Amazing, but dude, Augusta's kind of like that. Like you have this beautiful course, but it's kind of like kind of a rough, yeah, yeah, yeah. rough area. Yeah, yeah it's sure. it's surprising, but it's dude. The South is it's pretty amazing. What was the, what was the hardest thing about Duke? Like, what was the most difficult transition for you? Jeez, I I think one off the top of my head was just adjusting to not being around LDS kids, honestly, first of all. Yeah. And then, yeah, honestly, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, it's good to we, get out of the bubble, dude. Oh my gosh. I a hundred percent, right? A hundred and fifty percent. And, um, I think just the, the play too. I mean, it, it was so physical uh, right from high school. I, I played the one through five. I did the jump ball every game. Yeah. Like I was the biggest kid on the court pretty much. Um, and then you go to Duke and I mean, you're playing against some big boys and guys who have been in college for a couple of years too. Right. So you have to factor that in. There's guys who have already gone through all this stuff, have already gone through everything you go through freshman year. So it's nice to have those guys too. So my, my, my seniors were, you know, the best to me, but, um, yeah, man, I would say just the style of play and then just adjusting to just being on my own. Let's not forget about the diet. Oh my gosh! <laughs> you were you were a I big boy. I, you're totally right. <laughs> Stepping in, so, you know. I try to I try to to, I to look back, but dude, I came in. So I got a concussion um, in high school at the Jordan Brand Classic game. It was in March, and I or it was in April, and I went to Duke in May. So I was I had to sit out for like another month. Right. And in high school, dude, I ate whatever I wanted. Never had to worry about it. So we had uh, this card that has food points on it. And we, it's pretty much unlimited food points to anywhere we want. We got Chick Fil A, pizza, Subway, anything. So I would just, I just ate, yeah. man. I just ate and I lifted because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna bulk up. You were re- so you were resting. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was, or I couldn't play at least, so I couldn't right. get the cardio in that I needed. So I was lifting and eating, bro. I got up to like 220. <laughs> like, what? Yes. And what I was are, like, almost. What were you? So I was, I was, I played at 195, 200 my okay. senior year of high school. So I fi- I'm back down to that, which is good. <laughs> but I definitely had to go. I went through a, a, a period where I had to learn about nutrition and, you know, how what it takes for your body to perform at the highest level. And it was it took me about that whole year. And then right when I left, um, I kind of figured it out. But yeah, I was a. I looked like a. a 220 or so fat. Oh <laughs> no, but I look, I look like a, I look like a, like a linebacker, bro. But dude, I was going to say. I was a big boy. Was wow. Big boy. That's pretty yeah. funny. Yeah. Free, free food card. Yeah. And if you're not working out every day, at least not <laughs> running every day. It was the worst too. Cause I, th- we had chef, we had a chef and she, she would make the best food. Right. And she had this dessert at this brownie Sunday, a la mode, <laughs> this brownie a la mode is my favorite dessert. And so she would try to sneak it to me, bro. That's <laughs> the funniest thing. And the coaches would be like, Frank, what you doing, bro? <laughs> and I would be like, I would kind of laugh it off. But honestly, like I was, that was made me sad, man. I love my brownie all the most. It was the worst, but food's powerful drug, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it really is. So, was there a player at Duke 
you know, just kind of talk about that transition. Is there somebody that you kind of got tight with quick that kind of helped you out, kind of made you feel a little bit more at home or welcome? Uh, Sean Obi, uh, Matt Jones. Those are like Chase Jeter. Those are like three guys that like they were just my homies, and they they understood, and you we we, them we just talked, and and uh, yeah. Definitely. See that. Definitely. I think that would be the hardest thing. And also, also, my, I want to say my roommate Javin Deloria. That's my. That's my boy. He was my. We had. A, we shared a bathroom. We had our own rooms that we shared a bathroom. Right. But and honestly, that team that year, we were we were all really we were really tight. So it was a lot of fun. I made a lot of good friends that I have for the rest wow. of my life. Yeah. That's way cool. It's cool to stay connected to it, especially with just one year. Yeah. I imagine that in a lot of places, if you only played for one year, kind of hard to keep that for sure kind of legacy going but yeah. it's but duke. It, it was it was cool because the the duke duke really is a brotherhood so it's like everyone who's ever played there um you see each other it's you know it's the coolest thing because you both shared that experience it, it, even though it wasn't the same time necessarily it's the same thing right. same thing coach has been the same way and he does things the same way so it's it's cool so you finish your first year i mean obviously you're jumping right into another big decision yeah how was, did that go Oh man, that's like during the year. Was it on your mind? So not honestly, not really. And so we we lost in the tournament. We lost in the second round to South Carolina. That was, that sucked. But then the next day, um, I woke up and I said, "Dang, like I kind of have a decision or something I got to think about." Because I wasn't really thinking about it at the time. And my, the last month of school that I was there, I could just be a student. It was right. really fun. You know, I was able to meet people and. And just be a student at Duke, and Start it was using one of the food card again. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Try to I did use all my points before I left, <laughs> most definitely. But uh, you know, tried to went. I went home, and you know, my family helped me, and we we made that decision together. And you know, it's that's been my dream to to do to, to be in the NBA. And um, has it gone the way I wanted it to? I like no. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 a bumpy road for sure. But everything that has happened along the way, I'm just so grateful for because it it's. It, it's putting life into perspective for me, honestly. So it's been it's been a a very eventful four or five years. What was it that made you like go to the league as opposed to you know coming back for another year? Um, honestly, this, the, you look at like you said about these coaches; they bring in other kids, right? right. So you know, was I? And, and honestly, what it came down to, I had confidence in myself. I knew I was going to be all right. That's what I wanted to do. Um, I know that I could play basketball. So at the end of the day, that's why I did it. And I, I felt like, um, you know, I was ready to go to the next level and get better there. So so that pro just so people could understand, like picking an agent. Yeah. Like that's a stressful thing for it's people. Such like, I watch it in here bro. after football. It's cool because you'll see agents bring in some, like the players. Yeah. Like to meet with them, like take them out to lunch. Bro, it's and, I've even sat in on a few of them. It's yeah. like, dude, my parents don't live here. Like, will you just come and sit in? And it's so fascinating. Dude, it it's, just, like, it is such a sales pitch. The whole thing. And so, what what was that like for you? So, that was something that me and my parents had to go through. I mean, we had no idea, honestly. Right. You know, and, and um, they helped me a lot with that. And, yeah, like you said, you would go and you'd meet and they'd tell you all these things. And, honestly, I'm, so I'm on my third agent. Really? I'm a third agent. I never would have thought that ever. Wow. First agent, just didn't work out. Second one, got with the 
the whole FBI thing. Just, oh, really? Yeah. Whoa, so wait. I was like, this have to happen about oh, the yeah, about yeah. the like with the Adidas right. stuff, and I had no idea. And then uh, my agent now, Jaron Akana, he's actually an LDS dude um from hawaii and uh he's been great he's been awesome how'd you meet him so i i met jaron um actually which is crazy i met jaron briefly in high school because dave evans uh he was my coach at lone peak my senior year uh dave played for jaron at byu hawaii so jaron came to the game introduced himself to me we met him and then years later we met up so it was like really cool how years down the road right we're it's able to meant to be exactly almost seems like exactly and dude there's got to be i mean there's better agents than others right oh because i mean 100 percent. they have to they have to balance so much I oh mean, so you much. gotta know the teams you gotta know the execs like mm-hmm. you gotta be able to make phone calls to get your guys placed and uh and, and it, juggle multiple clients usually yeah. right yeah when well, you were hurt throughout that process too exactly so that was another huge thing in my you life could, was, you weren't like working out for teams were you no so i i i i um yeah said i was going to the league and then went to the combine played in the combine did the testing a week later i broke my foot right before i was gonna work out with teams so i could i didn't even get the chance to work out for anyone which is which was like ah, I, I thought i was screwed honestly i was like dang this really this is a big blow and then you at know, that point, can you decide? Because Yoli kind of had something similar. So that was right? no. I, I was all, so after point? the combine, I went all in. Okay. And then literally a week or two later, broke my foot, <laughs> and I was like, no, like it was the hardest, toughest thing I probably had to go through. A hundred percent, the hardest thing I've ever gone through. And the crazy thing is, I broke it and then rehabbed. I got drafted, thankfully by the Pelicans. Rehabbed the whole summer. First day back, broke it again. Uh. Missed the whole season. So at that point, I was like, no I way. I think it was your ankle. <laughs> I mean, was ankle, it? foot, same. Okay. It's my foot, my, my fifth metatarsal. I mean, um, it's a, dude, it's pretty impressive that you, because you went, what, 31st? Yeah, overall? 31. So I was, yeah. And you weren't even working out for team. I didn't work out for team one time. So close to Jazz could have him. <laughs> he probably would have left. He wouldn't have taken it. <laughs> would have had a choice. <laughs> he would go to Duke. Maybe one day. But then, then uh, the second time I broke it, that's when Trey – Moved out and Trey took care of me. Yeah, really. When he yeah. broke his foot. Yeah. yeah, his little brother. Was My little brother. I was. Well. He was coming to visit me. He was leaving like the next day or something. But then I had to fly out like the next morning. And Dude, you were probably pretty down, bro. I was. Uh, I went through a very dark honestly right. year in my life it was it was really tough well i mean we dude so trey saves the day no trey saved the <laughs> day you better be trey into that agent's day. contract <laughs> I think the agent's job's a little easier because trey. trey's gonna be an agent next time he comes back <laughs> say, let's get the law degree going <laughs> but that's really cool we've though. talked about this with some of the pro guys that have come through here like mm-hmm. that emotional roller coaster because in high school yeah. you are the man like mm-hmm. you can do no, to your point you're playing all five positions mm-hmm. you were dominating people mm-hmm. you get to college and you're still doing that mm-hmm. you know what i mean and all of a sudden you're you go pro and now you just can't don't play exactly you know like that well, would that be pressure about making the decision to leave duke <laughs> right and then you're about to go work out for teams and, I break my foot. and then you break your foot yeah it was- so now you're stuck like you have to, like you said, literally, follow through with the league thing. Literally, and I, and that was like that. Like I said, that whole year, I really tapped into, I kind of what was important to me, you know. And it, like it was eye opening. 
Um, my relationship with God saved my life too. I think it was it was hard because it was a, a a new area and a new yeah New Orleans wasn't it wasn't home for me right and it was something I had to adjust to and it's really cool now because that place is my second home it's a dude I love it. New Orleans I love it there is nothing like another it. city nothing like, like it mm -mm. anywhere like I'd say it's the most I always tell people like I I lived in Chicago for a long time like mm -hmm. you know how like black people live in this neighborhood mm -hmm. like in chicago it's like polish up here yeah like everyone's kind of segregated off new orleans though you go to the, like, i love the casino i love harris <laughs> there. Yeah, i'm not gonna lie love harris in new orleans Boy, dude. but it's just like dude everybody gets along so good black people yeah. white people like yeah. that everyone is so friendly there friendly it, it's a fun. really like it's a little bit of a dirty city like for sure it's below sea level it. it's moldy I mean, yeah i mean it's dirty for it's sure. stinky <laughs> but the people are i've i mean i've just never been in a city with better another, at least a big city with just nicer people yeah just like genuine people who that care about each other dude but yeah. it's even another level like it's just the, i love that it is so diverse and it just seems like everybody gets along so well. Yeah. Like you don't, I, I can't explain we gotta, it. We got to inject that into the country. No kidding. <laughs> oh, really you know what? You're right. right like pe yeah. people could learn a lot from that city. hundred percent. Especially considering what, you know, that city has been through. And so I don't know, dude, I feel like the people that play there, you can't ask for a better fan. Like they love their teams. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. And honestly, it's, it's really cool that we're, Right next to the Saints too, because right. you get to see all that and um, shoot that that team's done so much for the city, and it's like it's really cool to see. It, it's true, like it is, I, dude. The Saints, and now you're starting to see more and more Pelican stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it really is it catching does. up. Zion came in, and he he <laughs> Zion, dude resurrected the Pelican. <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring up Zion. I'm sure everybody asked you about no, him. But. That that when he when he was drafted, bro. The day he was drafted, there was just a different energy in that city, oh. like completely different. Did you and, know him before? Because he was a Duke boy. Mm -hmm. I know. I, I met him a couple times. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we uh, at summer league, we really got to to know each other really well. But um, yeah, man, he uh, he ignited this fire in everyone, and it's awesome to see. Well, really, the whole NBA. Yeah, the, the whole like, yeah. That honestly, kid. Everyone, yeah. Think about the weight that's on that guy's shoulder. It's a good thing he's a big dude because he's carrying a lot of weight. And the thing about it is, the the kind of type of dude he is, he's perfect for it. Yeah, is because he's just he's level headed. He's just a big kid, and he just wants to win and just play hard. That's all he wants to do. So he's he can handle it, and it's it, but it is it is it, it's interesting to watch because he can't go anywhere. You know, he, he's got a he's, he can't go anywhere, and he. Um, Oh, dude, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Because he just stands at, like... It's nuts, bro. The people we have outside of our hotels is insane. Like, insane. Every time we pull up to the bus, four in the morning, there's a hole with only Zion everything. <laughs> hoping that they get one signature. It's crazy. That is wild. Did now. you have to... I mean, because he came in, he got hurt, right? Mm -hmm. Some of you guys kind of shared that a little bit. Like, Definitely. Was there something that you were able to kind of walk him through maybe For a little sure. bit of that honestly i go back to summer league is when he i mean obviously when everything started popping off um and he was so caught up in in what to what to do and what decisions to make and i was just like hey man like honestly what i've learned is like at the end of the day like this you got to do what makes you happy 
And like, I know all these people are telling you certain things, this and that, but you got to do what makes you happy. And from then, he's just, it's cool to see him just do his thing and, and just be kind of a light, honestly, to the world. He really is. He, is. he just has an energy. Even if you I, just watch him play, he just plays with that, that smile on his face. He's just yeah, happy he's like to be out there. Dude. No, he's, he just loves basketball, man. He just loves dunking on people. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I like him. that it's translated to the NBA because there's always that worry, mm -hmm. right? Such a dominant guy, but it's like, I mean, you're going to get I mean, the he NBA. Blew out a shoe. That's the thing, exactly. And so <laughs> when, I, with that company. When, when we played OKC, he ripped the ball from Steven Adams. Steven Adams was one of the biggest dudes in the NBA. Right. Zion ripped the ball from him and laid it back up. I, I remember like, that right. play. And then he flexed yep, you're on You're good, him. bro. You're good. <laughs> you're good, bro. <laughs> I yeah. remember shaking his hand. He's a beast. Yeah. That was, that was a fun story. I was telling Frank before the podcast, but... He came up and said hi to me once. <laughs> I almost fanboyed. Like, <laughs> you know, I've been, this Dude, is my third sure, year yeah. cooking for the Saints. Like, you know, there's Definitely. some pretty big stars on that team. Definitely. But it was Zion. <laughs> yeah. And I think he just thought I was probably an O lineman for the Saints or something. So he was probably <laughs> just showing, you know, mutual pro athlete respect. <laughs> but really, I just worked in the cafeteria. Yeah, so my favorite, sorry, I don't know. My favorite Zion moment of the whole year is when. JaVel McGee went up to do the jersey swap after Zion gave him his jersey and he's like all right I'm out yeah it's just, <laughs> I don't that need was you so funny because he came in the locker room and we're and he didn't have his jersey and I think Zoe was like yo Z like where's where's the other one he's like he didn't give it to me and he was <laughs> I was like okay because <laughs> you like after the game it's right. turned into that you start swapping jerseys but it was funny because Javel asked so for Zion's. Yeah. He gave it to him, and then Zion just like turned. And was like, "All right, I'm out." Like, I, <laughs> Shoot, I, man! I, 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 I got to get me one. <laughs> nice of him. But so I don't know if you can talk about this. Mm. But how is the difference? Like, because you went through the whole AD, the Anthony Davis stuff that was going yeah. on. Like, you were there. That was nuts. You know, I mean, what was that like? I mean, are you able to talk about so, that? Yeah, 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 for sure. I uh, I remember waking up and I was like brushing my teeth. I turned on ESPN. Cause, cause you hear speculations already, and then the announcement came out. So I was like, "Dang, like this is weird." Like he just told everyone that he doesn't really mess with us. Like what the heck? But then I went to practice, and it was kind of like normal. Like, cause we, cause we know AD, and he was like, AD's a really, he's awesome, the best dude ever. And you know, he was there for seven, eight years, and didn't accomplish what he wanted to so it was time for him to move on so yeah. we 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 respected that but it was it was interesting to see how the media kind of twisted it and that's the thing. made the him seem like sucks. such a bad guy sucks i hated him during yeah. that whole thing see and that's the thing like like there's so much more to that oh they're and, so shady dude they, they never like i, I mean, mean it happened to Taysom. we were talking about it last week during the super bowl thing like yeah. they cut out so many things that he said that's crazy. And it just, it like, it almost really hurt him. No, like, for sure. Contract-wise. So we have to take that stuff with a grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, it, it's tough because, I mean, that's where we get our information. So I just, when they skew things and, and this and that, because I love A. Like, he's, we work out every summer. That's cool to hear. And, yeah. I want to like him. He's Because like, you and him and, like, Drew Holiday, you guys do, like, a lot of your off-season we, we stuff, We work right? out the whole summer. He's a he's a great dude, fun to be around. He's like so, a big kid. Too, he's such honestly. a good player too. So like, he was fun to like all the players in the locker room, like was there anything going on, or it, was it was it pretty good? Like everyone it was, understood what was. Everyone happening. understood it was good, and like me being a rookie, I was like, oh, I wonder if it's gonna be weird, this yeah. and that, but it wasn't, and that's why like the guys on the team and vets are like, hey man, this is this is how it is. It's, it's a business. It's a business. This is what it is. You know, he he did his time here, didn't didn't go as he wanted. 
you know, time to move on. So uh, it was interesting, though, because that was a crazy time. Well, and that's no different <laughs> than anybody else in any other job. Exactly. You know, it's like if exactly. it's not going the way that you want it to go, like it's have good to have a fresh start. Like yeah. it's so funny, though, how it's such a betrayal. And like honestly, like were there things he could have handled a little better for sure. But at the end of the day, like this is his career, this yeah. is his life. I mean, he needs like, to make the best decision for him and his family. Was he open with you guys? Like, no, I'm going to get to LA. Uh, that that <laughs> was a thing. No, because he's not. He's not. He's not spilling those secrets. Yeah, he's not spilling those beans. Yeah. But we, because we just, we would just speculate with each other. Like, dang, I wonder what's going to happen. This that. Did it get annoying to have to talk about it? Because that was the only thing. You heard New Orleans and like every interview with every player was, so what's going on? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. It was kind of like, we kind of just, it was there, but we didn't really pay attention to it, honestly. Yeah. We just tried not to. I mean, it was in the middle of the season. You guys had to focus on winning games. Yeah, exactly. And that, it was tough though, because that was the hard part, because we had, (laughs) we were trying to focus and they made it hard sometimes. Dude, I imagine. So I fed you guys like, Jesus, probably only two weeks after that announcement in Utah. Can't and I told you, right along just right. like <laughs> giving him the, I oh, was yeah, there with you. He was with me. I oh, that was hilarious. That and I remember him walking out and just kind of like, <laughs> oh, whatever, man. That's hilarious. Gave him this little like, I mean, he never looked at me, obviously, but he's like, oh, yeah, no, AD's a dick. He's a big kid, dude. Just like cool. any other guy. He's so fun to watch. <sighs> he's so talented. You know, there aren't a lot of big dudes that. Yeah. Oh, and he's only he's only getting better too. Working out with him in the summer, it's like, geez, man. Wow. Yeah. So what was do you have a moment where you're like, I'm in the NBA? My f- yep. So my first road game against the Golden State Warriors, I had to guard Steph Curry <laughs> and he torched my ass. <laughs> like completely torched me. And it was before the game, they're like, Hey, just make sure when he passes the ball, like you don't loosen up or Cause he's 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 gonna come right off a screen and go straight to the corner and this and that. He always is moving. So the whole game I was running around and I remember after the game I, I sat down and I laughed. I just laughed. I was like, geez. Hey, at least it was Steph. Like, yeah, this right. is cool. Hey, I'm learning. Can't feel that. He seems so like light on his feet. Oh yeah. Like, and and quick. it was at Oracle, like one of yeah. the loudest places I've played in too. When it's really popping. And I was terrified, <laughs> for sure. Was that like one of the first times you remember being intimidated by a situation? Definitely, I think so. And and then from there though, it was like, okay, cool. I know how you this got goes. Got out of the way. Exactly. And then from there, I think it's been, I've really progressed well. Okay. I think so. I think you've progressed a lot. <laughs> like it. That's the thing that's so fun to watch. Like, what is there anything that you can kind of point to that? Because I feel Honestly, like besides getting healthy, well, I know, I, I mean, that. but even help, like, but you can see it, like, yeah. you just get better and better, like, for sure, a few more I points, a few that. more points, a few more points, a little bit more time, a little bit more time, and it's, yeah. and now it's like, dude, you're really productive. Like it. when you're in, stuff's happening. But is there something that kind of, I don't know, led to that? Are you, work, do you did you change up anything? Or? Honestly, I'd say just over time, I think just getting comfortable and getting my confidence back. Right. Because, you know, I go back to high school, my confidence is an all-time high. You know, you go to college, you get humbled a little bit, and then you gain that confidence back, and then you come to the league, and it's a whole different situation. So I think for me, getting healthy, figuring out who I am, what I like, what I'm into, cleared my mind, and it's just allowed me to just kind of be myself again. Right. And 
uh, so when I'm out there, I'm just always remind myself to just, I know what I can do. Just, to, right. just be yourself and don't get caught up in everything else. And you're going to make mistakes. It's the NBA. Like not, not everything is going to go right. your way every single time. And that's the one thing I learned too. My rookie year, I, I've always been really hard on myself and I've tried to just get better at that. Um, and Drew Holiday, my teammate, he's like the biggest guy to help me with that. Cause he's like, Hey man, like I had a bad game. Shoot. We play, we play tomorrow. We have a back to back. We play that's in two days. It's like, it's okay. Cause you can have, you have another opportunity, another opportunity. And yeah. that's why it's, I love that little motivation I get when I need to make, when I need to take advantage of other opportunity. Cause it allows you to, to focus and then get the job done. You know what I'm saying? Who's been your favorite teammate you've had? Uh, that's so hard because there's a 12 way time there's so there's so many but i mean i i would just say i mean drew yeah he's like anyone would say this too that knows he seems like a really good dude bro he's one of the best dudes i'll I'll ever know yeah from top top to bottom and we're very similar so as soon as i got there we we just clicked immediately and then over the last four years our relationship has just been You've best. been there four years. I'll be I'll be going on to year four next wow. year. Wow! Holy so smokes! I'm, I'm, we'll see where we'll see where I'm going to end up after this summer and everything. But well, that's exciting, right? Now. <laughs> like it sucks that the season, it, like the momentum. I know. You guys had momentum. I know. Like I feel like it was not too far away to get Mm-mm. that last spot in the playoffs. Not at all. I think we had 22 games left, and we were like three games out. <sighs> we would have made it. Yeah, I think so. Especially with the way Z was Zion was playing, and and just everyone and. Yeah, it was dope. It's a good <laughs> team. You guys started to click. Like everyone started playing well. Like Branding started really uh, yeah. playing well. <sighs> so good, bro. Um, I so like good. hearing the press. Like, <laughs> dude, they can't. There's not enough time. There's not enough time. Like, well, I guess well, maybe they could do it. Uh, maybe they can do it. Like, it did, they kept kind of changing their tune, you know, after every win. <sighs> and, yeah, like you said, three games out. It was close. It, I think we would have done it. For sure. Well, hey, there's still a chance, right? No, definitely, definitely. Coming it's just, into Orlando in the bubble. The bubble. It's just, I mean, <laughs> so what? weird. Who would have ever thought? Like, insane. It's weird. Insane. Well, the best is yesterday that it was like 115 pages of rules. Or yeah, something so that we they got released. that memo. We got that. We got it in our uh, group message, and it was. It was funny to see some of the reactions. Like but. one of the things, like you can't play doubles ping pong. Yeah. You know, like just like the most <laughs> random, the most random ever. Throw, the real- I don't know what it is about ping pong. Like, so at least on the Saints side, <laughs> ping pong is like a big deal. Really, in the locker room. Oh, no, we don't. Taysom's like the best player in there, it, mm. and it's just like a row of people one. wanting to challenge. Really? Oh, it's hilarious. Like they get so into it. Dang. So yeah, I wondered if that was the same over in your building. Nah, we ain't got a ping pong table. But no doubles ping pong. No doubles doubles <laughs> ping pong. Yeah, right. Like what they the heck? Come out and say no doubles yeah. ping pong. So yeah. so how do you feel about all this? Like, are you still gonna um, be able to finish the season or? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm always down for. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited. We'll see what happens. I think this is, it's a crazy time for everyone, right. and just this year has been nuts. Um, so no one really knows what to expect, but I hope it I hope it works out. You want to play? Good. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'd want to play, sure. Well, I think <laughs> the country needs it. I think we need some sense of just normalcy, right? We need something to just I don't know, true, distract us, true. right? But I just I think too, like if more unifies is maybe the better word. Unif- but like at the same time, though, I kind of think like 
you know, if we allow basketball to distract kind of what's going on, it's like a little bit disheartening to me because it's like, it's an issue that you don't want to lose the momentum. Exactly. Because it's like, we could play basketball for sure. But at the same time, there's, there's a very serious issue that is still not resolved for sure. in any single way. So I hope that, you know, we can take that platform and we can do things within the bubble to just reiterate that. Like, hey, like, it's great that we have this entertainment back, but yo, let's be better. Let's See, do this. Let's do that. I was saying that the other day. To me, like, to me, I think that gives a stronger voice mm-hmm. to the pro athletes. Like, we're back on TV, like everyone's going to be watching like more than normal because we just are so hungry for sports. I'm watching Korean baseball at three o'clock. <laughs> right. So Jeez. like to me, it's like when I, when I hear some of this stuff about like not distracting the conversation, I'm like, you know, I think that it can do more for the conversation. I just, because I, I hope puts, that they do that. Like, right. Well, you know, yeah. And, well, that's and I think thing. the players have the power to do that. For sure. Especially. For sure. Plus you'll all be like, there yeah. together yeah like you I, I think there could be some really cool i mean get together let's make playing. a plan for mm-hmm. tomorrow like let's you know let's all like get together center court the first couple minutes of the game yeah. and take over yeah. and say what we want to say seriously you know, you know? Yeah, it will be good it will be good and I, I think you, we can there's a lot of ways we can get creative with that but i, I just I, I hope that we do make that honestly the main focus because we play basketball, but then we got to go right back to that because that's a serious problem, man. So, so let's talk about that for a minute, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. For sure. So, you grew up in Utah. Mm-hmm. So the last couple of weeks, we've really been, you know, the, especially two weeks ago. Like it was, man, it was almost a three-hour episode with Yahosh and Tim, and mm-hmm. and you know, it was and a lot niece. of it was just and our niece Melena, right? Um, a lot of it was just for us to finally have like just real talk and so we could learn definitely and you know i've lived i grew up in la like as far as like diversity goes it's never i worked in chicago for like nine years like you know it doesn't like register to me like i i guess i never thought i never never thought it was as bad in utah as it actually is but i get it now yeah because i don't think people are intentionally racist here i think they just don't know how to act you know, and that's that's part of it. And it's been cool because I've been able to see both sides. Right. Honestly, you know, because my mom's white, right. dad's black. My dad's family, uh, they grew up in the South. You know, they ex- experienced oh. a lot of, you know, and, I, and I've been able to hear those stories my whole life. And so we moved to Utah where we're the only black family in the community. I'm, I'm one of five black kids in my high school. The other one, the two is my sister, me and my sister. So it's, it's been cool to, to have my dad's um, perspective and my mom's perspective at the same time, because it, it's so, it, it is so different. And, and like you said, like people here sometimes maybe don't intentionally mean to be racist, honestly, right. but that's what it is. And that's what it yeah, comes off. Right. That's what it comes off as. And it's times like these where we need to sit down and have those conversations and say, hey, like, just because some this her hair is different doesn't mean you have to point that out. Right. Or when people say, when people say, you know, like, I would get text from my, my friend saying, oh, you're my only black friend, just like checking in on you. 
seeing how you're doing, this and that. And he's probably coming from a good place. Right. But but at the same time, don't take don't my only black don't take me and already categorize me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm I'm just your friend. I'm not your black friend. I'm just your friend. So I know he, people we come, overthink it too much. Exactly. People go from a, a good place, but at the same time, it's okay to just sit back and listen. For sure. And not always have something to say, right. and to just observe and and yeah, and and to listen to people's experiences and how they feel and and how why they feel a certain way when you say something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever deal with any of that? I, here's the thing. It's like me being called a fat boy. Like people go to the easiest, lowest hanging fruit yeah. when they want to like piss you off in sports. You know, I remember when I played, I played hockey for the BYU team and just the Mormons, everywhere we went, it was like the first thing people jumped to, right? Yeah. Just, and did you ever deal with any of that? I you mean, being what? a black kid in Utah, for like sh- a couple and you're, and you're dominating. Yeah. I mean, I imagine mm-hmm. there were some. Yeah. And stuff I, there's, there. there's experiences I've had, um, and before I, before I get into that, I just want to say, like, m- my dad has done such a tremendous job in busting his ass and working so hard for my family and for my siblings to put us in situations where we didn't have to deal with racial slurs like he did right. maybe back, back, you know, when he went to Especially school. Especially in the South. Exa- yeah. Exactly. And he, he grew up, um, yeah. And so he, he's been through so much to, to put us in positions where we can be treated you know fair and equally and and the same and what kind of conversations did you guys have growing up i mean coming from so this is your dad was black uh your mom was white like i would imagine those conversations happened early definitely so like i said when we first moved here well there was one one i was playing baseball i'll I'll go back way back when i was in dc um this is in dc i'm playing baseball and uh, i got hit by a pitch or something and i go to first base and the dad's kid that was pitching calls me the N word and says, "Get this, get this N word out of here." The dad, the dad, and as a as a kid, it didn't register with me. I was like, "Man, what the heck?" Didn't think anything of it. Fast forward a couple years later, um, you know, I had an experience with at at the school that I was attending at the time in in uh, in eighth grade, and me and my siblings went there, and we were known as the black family, and it's like. We were the only, yeah, I mean, we were the, obviously the only black family in that school, but that's what we were referred to as the black family. And so I, I, I didn't really register to me again. And then another, another incident happened and my dad had to sit us down and, and he told us stories of, you know, incidences that he dealt with and that my grandma and that my grandpa have dealt with. And from there, from, from, from right then and there, I kind of, you kind of, you see it, you see You start it. recognizing you it You recognize more. it. And honestly... If I wasn't good at basketball, you know, and I couldn't put a ball in the hoop as well as I, I could, I don't think, you know, some people wouldn't respect me the same. Because I, I get that all the time, especially in high school. I would walk around and, you know, people would come up to me and who were really nice to me, whatever. But instead it was, oh, wait, you're the kid that dunks or you can do this or that. It wasn't, hey, like, what's your name first? Or try right. to even get to know me a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like things like that that I noticed throughout high school. Um, and honestly, I never really let it affect me, but you notice it and well, and you have to think about it. I think that's what I've, that's what I've learned the most from having these conversations is even if something doesn't happen, you have to be conscious about what's going on around you Mm -hmm. more than 
well, I have just, to be conscious about right. what's going on around me. Yeah. And just the looks, like it doesn't have to be verbal, mm-hmm. you know, just like you said, like just people staring and exactly. it, it's crazy. But, but the more we talk to Yehosh and Tim and Malena, the more we realize that even Isaac too. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, that's the thing. Like he's Polynesian, right? <sighs> and it's just like being a person of color in Utah, you do stand out hundred percent like crazy. And there's a lot of people that have never lived anywhere other than Utah County. Yeah. And I just, I like, I hope that we can all just educate ourselves. And even me, like, it's just, it's opened my eyes because right. I, I grew up, I say I'm from Utah. I grew up here, like for the most part, and I see certain things and um, it's opened my eyes, man. Cause it's like, it's a problem and it needs to be taken care of for sure. So that we, we need to have those conversations that allow people to, to, to be educated. Honestly, a- everywhere in this country, you, you see guys or you see people um, say the most ignorant things. And I think it's tough because in Utah, this is a majority white state, as, as, as people think, you know, Utah County is majority white, oh, yeah. for sure. And you get down Salt Lake, it's different, obviously, but, but not that's that what, much. But not that much, you know, uh, you know and, and that's what Utah's known for. And so I think that, that kind of eggs it on a little more. Yeah. Because when people, they, I don't, you know what I'm Let's trying to say there? Yeah. Jazz fans are douches. No, jazz fans are bad. They're, they're like BYU what? fans. They're, and it, it, they do they they go a little they go a little over the top. I think and it's, it, it's so sad like, because like well in Utah the the way the arena is too is yeah. fans are just on top of you. Yeah, you and know? I I think you know talk talking trash and talking smack is is part of is part of sports. But it's when you like attack people yes. personally is when it's like bro. And that's what you're a loser. Like you know, you don't you don't attack someone. Like you're a loser. Like you paid money to come watch us play. Yeah. Don't sit here and and say anything about my family or about my personal life because you have no idea. So that's why it's like when when I hear people yell uh, just the most absurd things, I'm like, dude, you're just a loser, man. Like, come on, you don't know this guy. Yeah. We're out here doing. We're trying to do our job and 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 play basketball. That's what we like. But. But we're normal people, bro. It's like you can't just if someone came and was you was cooking barbecue and over your shoulder it's like, man. Oh, barbecue. the nice thing though is I could like whoop their ass. Exactly. <laughs> I don't have a camera. On. Exactly. But it's the same right? concept. Like you have someone at your work, yeah, yelling in your ear, telling you that you're a piece of this and and Ugh. you're garbage and that. It's just like it's the same thing. Yeah. It's like you know how you can definitely talk talk your smack and support your team. But just respect. Keep it sports related. Just, just, exactly. Like, you so suck he, at three pointers. Yeah. Like, I think here's the other thing is you talk about that. The fans here don't know how to talk trash. Yeah, I know that's another I thing. I think too. there's I a mean, sense of. <laughs> I, I would say that <laughs> you talk talk fans you know? are like, let's just talk about income. Like, per capita, I'll bet it is one of the wealthier fan bases. Yeah. There's a lot of type A personalities. Mm-hmm. Dude, you can't go to a game for under $6,000. <laughs> And so I feel like, dude, I hear some people, you know, I, so I grew up in LA, like I grew up a mm-hmm. Lakers fan yeah, and I really do like the jazz. They've grown on me, but I feel like almost every time I go to a game, I see like grown ass successful men acting like absolute idiots. Stop oh. looking at me. No, not you. <laughs> not you. He's just a huge jazz fan. So, but you can be a, but it's just like, when do you, when they get personal, man, it's just like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, obviously something's wrong with you, bro. You see like even the courtside guys like standing up and yelling and 
I I don't know. It's just it's got in basketball. I've always I've always said that NBA has it the worst because you don't have a dugout, uh, which is stupid. Yeah. Like, why aren't the players like? I don't even thought of that. Drop there's, down there's into no the floor with like action. something over them. Like they haven't been like a dugout. I've never even thought of that. You know, That's like point. dude, you have a courtside. Like season ticket holder, I'm in right next to me. Yeah, dude, I sat two yeah. down from Steph was, Curry that one night when you uh-huh. let, when you took me to the I, game. I rubbed shoulders with James Harden on the bench. Like me and James were just like sitting on the bench. He's like, I would elbow him. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah, that's Dick. a good point. I never, I never even thought of that. It's oh, dude, Dang. that's that's crazy. Like, yeah. what other sport are the fans this cl- like closer than this? Literally closer. I mean, like, there was I, that it, you would. It's literally like you wouldn't even know that. Yeah. That's the bench, and they're behind you. Yeah, New Orleans does it pretty good. I like that they there's have. Space, they do. That there's space, space in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I think it should be like that everywhere. So yeah, I've never really understood why the players are so unprotected in basketball. But hey, let, a, it's funny you bring the, the talking trash, and it's clicking to me though because if you haven't played sports, mm. you don't understand how to talk trash. Very right. true. And so you got a lot of these guys in Utah that haven't played sports, and so. The only thing that they know how to do is like See, offend that, you. That, that's the thing. It's like, not right. If you don't know, why would you say anything? <laughs> it's like, bro. It, <laughs> well, they think they're on the think, team. They want to get the other before team's you head. Speak. If you don't, yeah. if you're not sure, it's the same thing with um, just everything that's going on. It's like, yo, educate yourself and then speak. Like, don't just say stuff. Like, but well, and it, it's <laughs> it's good to hear. Like, you hear it. Yeah. Like and like you said, these are still real people, mm-hmm. and I think that you know the media certainly doesn't help. No, because like all. it's like AD, right? Mm-hmm. Like how much crap did he hear because of what we all heard? It's like me giving him the little glare, like I hope you don't you exactly. like my food. Exactly. Like when he's walking, I'm just like, like sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that was based on I hope media, you got and so bad and, piece and I feel like people like if they have a bad day. Especially like right now, like people are going through tough times. Yeah, man. And that's why I think everything kind of gets amplified. And so you go to the game, and I mean, some of these players are totally villains to them, right? Yeah. And they yeah. just kind of they don't look at them as real people. No, they I, look at them as like, dude, they make millions of dollars. They can yeah. handle it. Like, and they give me a break. When we, you know, we we know that comes with the job for sure. But it's just like just a reminder, bro. Like people are. We are the same. For sure. We go through the same things you do, bro. Right. And. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, And people need to remember it. And, and I think this is good to talk about, Definitely. too. Like, I don't think a lot of people have talked about just how you react or how you carry yourself in a sports venue. So, mm-hmm. Frank, teach him how to talk trash, man. <laughs> what what kind of stuff is appropriate? No, I mean, if guys, if a guy's missing shots, yeah, just talk ball. Tackle him and, yeah, just anything. Nothing personal. This, nothing, yeah, like, when you say, oh, well, your wife and your daughter, it's like, oh, come on, man. You don't and even. people get crazy because they learn kids' names and they get, they get. Yeah. That's the thing. There's so much accessible info now. It's bad. That. And it's just like, you don't even have never had a conversation with that person. Maybe talk to them and then, and then decide if you want to say that. But, you know, I know they can't do that, but right. I just put that in your mind into perspective. That's what I would say. That's such a, that's, that's a really good point. Like, would you say that after you had a conversation with that person? Exactly. You know? And it's like, too, like the fans know that they can't do anything to them. Mm-hmm. You know, like they can't. Except if you're, you know, run our test and you run up and beat somebody, like <laughs> that probably felt good. <laughs> yeah, Even that he didn't, he still couldn't get to what he wanted exactly. to do, though. Right. It's like, it's like, if, and he if, did hit if, the wrong dude. If I'm in the street, 
the people, they're not saying that stuff. No, no. You know? Everyone's like, it's almost like social media in real life, right? Exactly. Like they can, they can type on their keyboard. That's a, that's a good when you're in the arena, uh-huh. I can just yell at you because. You're going to see them for one game. They're not going to remember. Yeah, like it, it, you're, you're anonymous. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah. and part of it, like. If I heckle someone, like I want to say something so they're going to hear me. <laughs> For sure. Like, I'm not going to say something rude, but it's like if I say something, like I want to say it when it's quiet. Right. I want you to hear what I'm going to say. <laughs> well, and as long as it's the right thing, oh, like, I'll be looking out for that for sure. <laughs> I mean, who was it? Some, it was, I think it was Tracy Howard. Andrew said something to him. Andrew Gross said something to him about his like, McGrady. or Tracy McGrady. That's what I, that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, <laughs> he said something about his hair and he actually turned around like laugh like yeah. that was a good one that's funny like, like, that hey, was, yo your hairline's receding right yeah. it was something Bold, like that whatever like, and dude funny. he laughed and had fun with it and Definitely. like to me that's what you do right yeah. but we gotta remember it's still a game they're real like, people they're real people and i mean they they hear it and they remember it. and and i mean and it's not just pro sports it's you know they go through it every night <laughs> Every night, uh-huh. that's the thing. You know, that one fan comes to the game and doesn't come to do another game for a couple of weeks. We have right. four, sometimes five games a week. So guys got to hear that every night, and it's fine. Like it's that's what it comes. That's that's why we do what we do. But yes and no, though. Still like, a thing. How many other people? Like, there's a lot of people making a million dollars in Utah. True. Like, True. when is somebody going to come into your job and make fun of your family? Exactly. Yeah. Like, what would you do? You call uh, the cops? Exactly. Or they wouldn't even get in the office to be able to tell you that. You no, know, everyone needs to hear. So, this like, just buying a ticket doesn't give you the right to scream it. Like, dude, and they're working their butts off. That's what people think. They think right. that I bought the ticket. I'm entitled to do or say whatever I want. It's crazy. No, we live in such a strange time. Very strange. <laughs> so, well, and it's a good it's a good thing to talk about because it's there's so many different ways. I mean, as far as like touching back to the racism thing. Mm-hmm. It's just, like I love your point about like you're my like how's things like you're my only black friend dude are things going good like I get that's I, that that people don't realize that's mm-hmm. racist it's, like it's it's it, literally taking someone and sticking them in a box already right from the jump so it's like it's like somebody saying like dude you're my only fat friend how how's things going like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be fun like that, that's sure. exactly what it's, it's like that's thing. what it is it's like same, yeah. wait I thought I was just your friend like oh okay like you oh don't so that's be, that's how you look at me right okay that's cool. i think that's a great point like that that's something that people need to really because because like you said it's coming it's probably coming from a good place like they're just 100%. looking out but it's like we need to have it's not that's not the right thing it's literally hey if you want to text you want to say something it's bro i got your back always i love you man like for simple sure. as that i got your back don't about no matter what i always got your back that's all you have to say. Much you don't have to. You don't have to, to you don't have to go into black, white, anything, and then and then continue to to educate yourself and and learn about different things that happen in this country and have happened to African American people. For sure, you know, like it's never really gone away. It's gotten better, but there's still a long way to go. I remember Tim saying, like, all we're asking for is to matter. Like we're the Black Lives civil Matter rights, not equality. That's the we're thing. I was like, for civil rights. If you think about Black Lives Matter, is it even far enough yeah. like we just want to matter like that's crazy yeah and people oppose it well like i said in that it's funny because we were talking about that i think i there's nothing like that term is so strong but it's an organization now and it gets villainized and i think that's why a lot of people don't say black lives matter because they feel like they're supporting the actual like 
nonprofit. You know what I mean? And so, but that's the hard thing is I hate when you take like something powerful like that and then you brand it. You know what I mean? Or make an organization out of it. I feel you. Like I want to just, I think people want, I think that's why more people don't say it. It's almost like I, I wish that we could come up with something. But it's like, it's different than that. So you don't, yeah, dude, you're reading tough. now that all of that goes to like a bunch of democratic candidates and stuff. So now people have like put the line in the sand on like, well, I'm Republican. Like honestly, I it's just like, I can't say black lives time, matter. I just hate how it, everything we do is just like a draw it, in the sand it divides people everything we do tim brought that like up like even, the political environment right now makes it really hard to like all come together to yeah. make it to fix all this yeah. stuff and even when we do try to it's still just like you just stick people in categories right like people we're all human we're all the same you should take this skin off we are literally look the same and that's like it just blows my mind that people can't see that right and it's like it's just a different just because of the way you look right like how disheartening is that it's so to weird. know that like well and i think it, it, we were talking about this too about i think in utah a lot of people's behavior is based off of what they see in pop culture yeah right yeah like it's and and that's that that's the other tough thing like your host said you know when you're buying toys like be intentional like don't just get a bunch of white barbies yeah. like there's other ways little, for your honestly, kids to get like used that. to diversity yeah outside of like if there's no black people around that they can yeah. can know like make sure they're watching shows that have everybody Seriously. you know or included like what, uh band-aid did how yeah band different colors i never even thought of that holy crap like the actual brand that they changed yeah so i can have a band-aid that matches shut my your skin mouth it just happened my life. like last week but even that's awesome. That's awesome. But even something like that, like you just never thought of it because it's always just a white. It was like when Apple did like the emojis, how, right? Yeah. Like all different <laughs> cut. Like it sounds silly, but it sounds silly. But it's that's like it's a very eye opening. Yeah, yeah, it's a eye cool opening. thing. Like uh -huh. wow, well, that bandaid. I didn't even know about that. Well, what's crazy is so after Yehosh said that on our podcast, like we went out and Jenna tried to find some some dark colored, like some dark skinned Barbies, yeah. and she's like, awesome. it's really hard. Like there, there's just there's not a lot around. Yeah. So like and it's just from the from like there's there's two dolls. She bought both of them, brought them home, and that's like how they're new. So Hallie and Ivy's like their favorite dolls now. Know, from that's the awesome. beginning, the the system, you know, was was messed up from the yeah. beginning, and I think from you know year way 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 back when it started right then, you know, and that's why this this the systematic racism stuff, man, it's just got to go. Right, got to go. Well, and if you think about it, it's not that long ago. Yeah, I mean, I I'm sure your dad's got stories that oh yeah blow people's mind if he's from the south. Oh yeah, and just from like my grandpa too. I'm just well, I that's just, the thing. <laughs> like we desegregate, like slavery goes away, but it's not like they were given anything to kind of help. It's like exactly. the equality no, and equity slaves, talk that we had. Slaves, if it's just like they okay, had a you're good master, good luck. they didn't want to leave because they didn't know anything else. Right. So you throw them into the world and you put them in this kind of section and group that they have to just stay off to the side honestly and then over years it just builds up and it's just it's something that needs to be fixed it's crazy obviously. to see how long it takes like you know it's been x amount of years right and it's still you know it's still there and it's because they just never 
And it, it I mean, it should have yeah. been. It should have been like here. Like here's what you need to really start, right? Yeah. If, if we're we're if we're doing this, it's the equality versus equity it, thing. Yes. It's. And, have you seen that picture? That so uh, Andrew one? showed us a picture. It. It's a. It has. It's basically just a drawing. There's a tall guy, Actually, middle, short guy, right? Mm-hmm. Equality is three. They're trying to look over a fence. Three mm-hmm. equal size boxes. Yeah. The short guy still can't see. Mm-hmm. But then equity is the tall guy doesn't need a box, yeah. right? The middle guy gets one box. The shortest guy gets two. Yeah. Like that's equity, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to look at. Because yeah. I'm sorry, you if you're born in Southside Chicago, you're screwed. Yeah. Like the chances of you getting even 10% of the opportunities a kid does growing up in Utah. Yeah would be a miracle. And so we've got to do something to change that. And also people here uh, in Utah, everywhere, I think it starts in the home. For sure. You know, like this next generation of, of kids and and even us, bro, like we're, it's, we're important because like, this is, this is who is going to lead the world. You know, this is who's going to actually make change down the road. So it, it starts in the home with educating, you know, your siblings and even your parents and, and having those conversations so that we can avoid this now. Right. You know, well, and that's where the most change, like it's not divisive there. It's unified front. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to drop a quote, Andrew. I actually remembered one. (laughs) This guy's like an encyclopedia of quotes, but we have a picture hanging up in our house. Mother Teresa says, if you want to change the world, start with your own family. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And it's a great point. Like, if we're all talking about it. I will say Tim Tim said that he noticed more momentum with this than mm-hmm. he's ever seen before. Of course. And which is why they don't want to go back and play because they don't want it to they don't want to pause that's thing. or kill the momentum. Right. Yeah. Well and I, and like you said, I think there's two ways to look at that. Mm-hmm. It's I think it can bring people together and give an even larger platform. And a healthy platform. Because that's the other thing is Yeah, it's just like there are some people doing some crazy stuff. Yeah. And it it's if we if we do things that divide us, I don't know. I think the most popular sport in America, I would still maybe say football maybe is number one if we're going off of like revenue. Yeah. But like as far as surging it's basketball. No, basketball is um it's like it, I think it, the it, youth love basketball. They love basketball. Yeah. Like and so to me the NBA could I I really feel like the NBA could kind of like we can have these conversations and all be doing something together yeah. which is supporting our team I, so i, really I hope, don't know i hope that it we'll see i mean i get both sides for how sure. much conversation are the players having about this right so now we had a i've had a couple zoom calls but we had one zoom call with every or with every nba player was invited yeah just the guys um and it's it's kind of it's kind of split a split decision right now down the middle yeah um because everyone, it's just everyone's scenario and situation is different. Everyone has their own agenda. Everyone has their own families. They're trying to take care of this and that. And even some guys have families who wives are pregnant, who they're going to be away from for the next three months. Yeah. So like our families can't even come to this bubble. So you factor that's all, a good point. You factor have, that's Joe Ingles. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know that. So like you factor all that into it. The guys with fa- I can totally see why they wouldn't want to. But then other guys guy like me shoot i have you know i got nothing else to do let's let's go hoop like right. let's get it well you don't get paid unless you're playing games right exactly that's, like, that's another thing that people don't realize like it's not like 
the contract says this is what you make per game. Like you guys don't get paid if you're not playing games. Yeah. No. So that's. I mean, but it's like this time, every everyone has lost money. Everyone's losing money. Right. So. It's really hard, but I man. Imagine like it's a tough. new player. It's a, it's, in the a it's a tough situation because it's just like this has never happened. Yeah. So it's like no one, someone's not going to be happy. You and know, no one can't make everyone happy. No one's, happy. Sure. no one's experienced it, so you don't really have mm-hmm. anything to draw mm-hmm. conclusions off of. So everyone's just kind of doing the best that they have. And yeah. to your point, everyone's coming from a different spot, whether it's financially mm-hmm. or where you're at with the family, mm-hmm. and everyone's got their reasons for. And we're the first sport in the U.S. to really like come back, almost right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like first, NHL would probably be coming back, but it's you know. So we're we're we're, we're kind of the guinea pig. That, so that yeah, doesn't like, help. <laughs> this is it's never happened. So this is the our the first experiment is us. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Well, and I well, I don't know. I think it's the sport that I I don't know. That's my opinion. I think I think it's it could be no, it's very valid. very healing for the country and without losing that. Momentum. I think I both think, sides and, have. But both I, sides have. Totally, reason, I totally know? get. That's it. the hard part. Is because like you see in the media too, the guys that spoke against playing, like they look like they're Kyrie's, crazy or Kyrie's bad. getting crucified. Like right no, now. Kyrie had. Like, he, he is so passionate and made some amazing points on why he doesn't want to, but no one pointed that out. Mm-hmm. No one pointed that out, and it's just like it, it makes me laugh because it's like no, every guy that says something, they had. I'm pretty sure if anyone hurt, they're very logical, very logical reasons. So don't just take one quote and then, oh, that's, right. that's what it is. But it, that's how it, that's well, and you kind of want to hear from everybody. I think, I, of course, they're going to put the biggest names up on the screen, right? Sure. But, but, you know, you see Dwight Howard, you see Kyrie. It's like, you guys have way more money than you need. Like your career, like Dwight, he's been around forever. Kyrie's not going to play either way because he's hurt, right? True. And so it's, but, but it's, I need to be paying more attention to, you'd think as much as I'm around sports, I should know that Dude, the media I'm is just going to villainize <laughs> Bro, everybody. It's the hardest thing. Because I was kind of pissed I at watched. Kyrie. I was like, you're not going to play like you loaded. Like, of course you don't want anybody to play. Like It's easy. And see, it, but like, but like. The call we had, you see, he talks about his family. He right. talks about things that have been going on in his family right now. And you're like, dang, that's heavy. Okay, sure. I see why you're so passionate about this. And I see why the whole country's passionate about it is because it's it's time for change. It is. Like well, real I change. Realized I realized one thing I haven't thought about, the point you made was the bubble. Yeah. Like your families aren't there. No one's there. Like you're going into this isolated thing. <laughs> For three months, unless yeah. you work for Disney, then you can go and come as you See, want. That's Wait, is that true? <laughs> yeah. Cam. What? Cam. Yeah. No. It's, Wait. It's, does that say? Does it say that? Like, yeah. if you work for Disney, you can still like come watch it's it. Still under. Um, oh hell no. Under. I'm pretty sure there's, they're still negotiating a lot of. Things, yeah. But but that was one of the things that came out like Disney because how is the NBA gonna like they're not employees yeah. there and so like you'd have to quarantine all of the staff too for Disney. So they're saying, no, you can come and it's, yeah. It's so all like if they can come and stuff. go, well then why couldn't my pops come in? For sure. You know what I'm if saying? If they're tested and everything else, like why? And then that's the thing. We got to get nose swabbed every day. That sucks. Every yeah. day. Every day before we walk in. Right. Ugh, they originally the talked feeling. about twice a day. Did they really? Yeah. Right, right there. Like one of the first things came out was like twice. Like, I'm done. Dude, I'm I out. hate those nose swabs. They're the worst I'm out. ever. No way. I've had it like done twice. I think for, for like strep or whatever yeah but but if everyone's quarantined like why would they have to do that every single day 
because not everyone is quarantined. Okay, I'm first against of all. that. <laughs> <laughs> I've switched teams. No, that, that's the thing. Like, if you that's look, ridiculous. Like, there's a lot going on with for this. sure. Like, it's not what the media makes it out to be. It's not so cut and dry. That's for I sure. Think, I think I'm sure a lot of people would say the same thing. For me, it's just I. I think a lot of people are just. They want, Selfishly, they want we all some, want it back, and that's a th- and that's which it. is totally you know, like, which I get, true. But like, it just be, like we need something to look like we need something to look forward to because I feel like the American psyche. Well, there was that report that just came out two days ago. Americans are unhappier than they've been in fifty years. It's the unhappy, like the lowest level of happiness that the they've been. See, that's, that they've sucks. been they've been reporting on it or studying it for fifty years, and it's the lowest it's been in 50 years and it's just pressing and that's the thing like that Jeez. to me we're gonna at, we're gonna have a whole nother set of problems if we don't start doing something to like I feel that. lift people up a little bit and so i don't know i think basketball could be so good but damn three months in the bubble <laughs> no swabs every day <laughs> That would yeah, what is that? No, 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 no. And no family. Like, you can't no leave. No family, bro. I'm going to be chilling in my So, like, room. if you're in the You can't even ride the still. rides, bro. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, no you're, in lo- you're in a hotel. Can't ride the so, rides, man. So they came out and they sec- so they separated all the teams into a specific hotel. And that yeah. is... So, you're stuck with your team. and the So, it's like, I think we're with... Uh, eight teams. Yeah. I think, uh, I, like I saw that. Sacramento was in there. And that's the only team I saw. Shoot. Yeah, no doubles like ping pong. Teams. No doubles <laughs> ping pong. Yeah, dude. That's a lot. That's a lot. I just wanted to go golf every day. Could you do that? Game. Yeah, I, I think I think we can golf. That'll so be fun. Some sweet courses. Yeah, that'll be chill. But yeah, man. I mean, if you make it deep, because once you're out, you're out, right? Then you can leave. I'm sure. But yeah, like you go deep in the playoffs. Oh, you're stuck, dude. I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> and then like, they got to break that up. Be, a little we got to go through a whole crazy. training camp. Yep. You know, Get and a quarantine before first. that, and a quarantine. So I got to go back and okay. stay in. Geez, that's a lot. For whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, but hey, it's going to be fun. <laughs> See what Dang happens. It. I'm kind of switching teams now. <laughs> I personally think they're reaching. They are. I mean, next season's going to start regardless. Why not just push it? Yeah. I agree. You got people who have lost family members, people who went back to their home country or home state, spread out across Everyone's the Everyone's probably out of shape. Dude, so everyone's this, out of shape. This. We've, this is the longest off season the NBA has ever seen. Wow. Even in the summertime, we don't have this much time off. Right. Plus, guys, have, some guys haven't been able to work out. They've been stuck in apartments. Yeah, every state's different. Every like, state's different. Right. And that's why it's, it's different here because Utah is dude, it's normal here. It's normal around right. here. Yeah. So, but then you talk to people who are you know back east or in LA or whatever, like they've been stuck in their apartments. Exactly. They don't even have exactly. a hoop to shoot on. Exactly crazy so it's like it sucks because it's like there's pros and cons to both sides for sure i don't know there's a lot of cons <laughs> <laughs> like just seeing it from a fan's perspective like that's why a podcast that's why this is so cool yes yeah, right? this is the best because it's it you know we're only hearing what the media is telling us mm-hmm. most well, people don't have access to a pro athlete but where else hear- are we going to get information from and that's what sucks mm-hmm. right. that's, 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 that's what's that's, hard that's what's hard and that's what like it i get why people, you know, think certain things sometimes because not everyone can hear this. Right. But just like take that, just think about it. Everybody think about it. Just, well, and I don't think, think a lot it. of people know. I mean, that dude, the bubble thing. Like well, they not don't because see your family, because like, they just, they're just, that's not going to come right? up on the headlines. Right. People yeah. are going to read a headline. They're going to make no an swabs opinion. in three months. Like that's, <laughs> that's it. Going to the nose dude, I, I'm out. Like, I, <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for players that 
need money. Like, I'm, you know, if there's new players mm-hmm. and they're not getting paid right and now. And that's the thing, though. I think some way we could figure out something to compensate. I or, would think or, so, too. And that's the thing. But everyone's, like I said, everyone's got their own agenda. Everyone's doing their own thing. So. Yep. Well, it's your job. Exactly. Like, a lot of us can still be doing our jobs exactly. do, during this. And, it's, mm-hmm. and so... I feel like there should be some accommodations made for you guys to still get at least a portion of it, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I lots to think about. Lots to think about. I just want fans <laughs> in next season. Dude, that's, that's the that, hardest that's thing. That's all I want to see. I would, talking dude, about I no want, fans all year next year. I want the fans too. Cause it's just like, that's the other thing. We got to play with no fans. Yeah. That's see, a whole nother situation. <laughs> watching like, so I was watching I didn't even English forgot, Premier forgot League. I forgot about that. I know. English People in Premier League yesterday started soccer and uh, they have, there was two channels. There was, there was the game and then there were, they called it the enhanced game. Are you serious? And they, they have crowd game. noise like going through. So no like way. if something happens, they're hitting buttons Talk like show. booze. Was it like, cool? Did it, it did actually it? was pretty legit. That's, like, that's, it, that's cool then. See, I was thinking they need to just create an app. Like we're all watching the game and there's just like six buttons like boo. <laughs> you clap. can do it yourself. And it just kind Interact. of interacts. Interact. Hey, that's not a bad idea. idea. That's a great yeah. idea. Someone shooting. Okay. So we can you're still getting the booth. Okay. Right. right. So we can still, you know, get involved from home. Okay. But, but yeah, like that's the thing. I, Every game is going to feel like just a scrimmage. It's weird. Yeah. It's going to feel like a scrimmage. Like at some point, I, I'm hoping at some point we realize that based on mortality rates, based like that we kind of overreacted a little bit. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, it's just, I know people are scared to say that because it's not like popular to say, but I mean, yeah. come on. Like it, well, at some point we, we can't just keep doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. Like something has to give. I feel that. And so it anyway, like because hearing no fans next season, like that's crazy. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Man. I'm, I'm depressed. <laughs> well, dude, your perspective is awesome, I and it, it's it's good for us to hear. And the conversation definitely has to keep going. And mm-hmm. dude, like you as an athlete, and you know, especially with you being from Utah, like kind of a, I mean, there's. There's not many pro athletes from Utah, right? Mm. No. Nope. Like, you can really <laughs> speak. And there's not a lot of black athletes from yeah, Utah. Exactly. And so it does give you a really cool platform sure. to help your friends and family exactly. in Utah. Like, are you being asked to talk a lot right now? Like, So that's the thing. Um, there's some cool things that are, are coming up. Uh, it's tough, though, because I got to go back right. and go to work. But, um, you know, I'm looking to open up a foundation soon. Cool. Um, especially especially here and then uh i was asked to speak but at, actually at lone peak but then uh i gotta go back so I, but hopefully down the line i would love to just they were gonna have me go and kind of do a panel and just have a, a q a honestly cool and i would love to do that and i think more opportunities when i come back here like that i'm definitely gonna grab and just take because yeah. i mean it's just it's just easy it's just having a conversation and just educating people and just talking well, it's a you know, big and responsibility people, and it's, it, you know, but it is an important one and it's sure. something that I think, man, I don't know. I feel like people really love Frank Jackson in the state. <laughs> you know what I mean? And no, it, you're such a good dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And that. I think you could really make a difference. Like For people sure. will listen. We're lucky to have good guys like you, like representing the state, sure. and be able to come back. And Th- that may, that means the world bit. to me because that's literally all I want to do, man, is I just, I want to bring 
this stage. I mean, Utah is just a great place. It's it a is. great place, and I love representing it. So just come to the Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> don't come to the Jazz. They don't deserve you. No, but I appreciate you guys. Man. That would be. Could cool. you imagine if Frank came to the Jazz? I can. That would be pretty awesome. <laughs> be from, we'll see. I don't know though, so dude. New Orleans is amazing. It's the coolest, man. I love that. So how much longer are you there? What's your so my my contract is up after after this year. Really? Yeah. So I've got some kind of important oh, yeah. decisions it's coming important up. Summer. Yeah, I know. Which is crazy because it's like <laughs> how come every time something happens, you I have can't no. Play? I don't know, man. This is bull crap. I every time. Maybe but hey, it's, it's this is God's will. I'm I'm all right. I got uh, I got I got good so people far. around me, so I'm good. Wow. Yeah. Maybe I do want you to come to the jazz. You do. You'll be around more. <laughs> That's true. Maybe I could finally feed him. That would be five <laughs> I don't know, though. Do you want that Rudy and, and Spider drama? <laughs> uh, they hate each other. Yeah, I heard that's, it on that's the weird. That's I heard weird. it on the media. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> to the media. The media, man. I love They're it. hanging out right now, probably. <laughs> yeah. They probably are, huh? Seriously. Well, dude, we'll support you wherever you're at. Oh, man. So... Anything else? No, dude, that was awesome. Thanks, so guys. No, thank you so much. Thanks, brother. A lot of fun. Appreciate you guys.